Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and my coworker just painted my nails blue, and I really quite like it. This chat is with Dina Amin, who is a stop-motion animator from Egypt. In our chat, she's going to share how she quit her job and decided to do absolutely nothing but deconstruct appliances for fun, which crazily enough led to her experimenting in stop-motion, which through a series of events led to a full-time career in stop-motion for her. In fact, just this past month, she started renting her own studio, which is phenomenal. And on top of this, just yesterday, she launched her very own Skillshare course called Stop Motion for Beginners, Create Expert Animation in Dragon Frame, where she shares everything she learned from the ground up on how to make professional quality stop motion animations on a budget, what you actually need and what you don't to make things happen. And the link to that is in the description of this podcast. So please check out her course. Now, overall, Dina's story is quite amazing and packed with gems of advice. But before we jump in, I have a sponsored message to share with you. And it comes from my friends over at Hue Animation Studio, which offer a stop motion starter kit that introduces beginner animators aged 7 to 13 to claymation, lip syncing, rotoscoping, cutout animation, and and more. Their kit contains the flexible and posable HD camera with a built-in microphone. Their easy-to-use animation software with onion skinning time-lapse and chroma key tools. The Hue book of animation containing step-by-step -step instructions to create 20 exciting stop-motion videos. And digital resources such as free sound effects, storyboard templates, printable backgrounds, and activity sheets. So if you'd like to start creating your own stop motion videos, but you don't know where to start, Hue Animation Studio is perfect for you. And to get their kit and all those resources, just head on over to HueHD.com. And I've included a link to this in the description of this podcast as well. So please check it out. And now without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Dina. How, how are you doing over in Egypt, right? You're in Egypt. Yes. Yeah, Thank never, you. I'm doing great. <laughs> I've never spoken with, uh, I've spoken with an animator who was in Egypt and is now in France, but never somebody who oh, really? uh, is in Egypt animating in Egypt. I think that's really cool. Tell me how you are. Mm -hmm. How's it going? All good. All good. Oh, Very hot these days, but <laughs> otherwise yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, so I guess let's just dive in. So you're a stop motion yeah. animator mainly, and um, yes. but you didn't begin like that. You you were telling me before how you began from kind of ground zero with no resources or tools, <laughs> and you were still making these super professional looking animations. So tell me how it all started. Yeah, uh, how it all. I'll tell you like the from the very beginning, like the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I didn't have, I had like an accidental start in stop motion. I actually studied industrial design uh, in Malaysia. And then when I came back to Egypt, I worked a bit in design and then I worked in social media and then I worked as a graphic designer and I worked in like a lot of random things because back then there weren't like a lot of work in, in industrial design. And also I felt like, I like industrial design, but I hate um like the wasteful part of it, like that a lot of things that we design end up being thrown away. And I used to collect uh, broken products and go to the scrap market Friday market here in Egypt. And I, I would like find little like products and collect them. And I loved uh, taking products apart. So after like coming back to Egypt after like four years, um, one day I thought, I'm working in a job that I really, really don't like. It's like, it's totally not me. And I decided that I want to do um, a thing that I love. And I don't know how I convinced myself this, but I convinced myself that 
taking products apart is the thing I love and I'm gonna do it no matter if it's uh, I know it's a weird story no, <laughs> no I matter love yeah no matter if it's um, like it doesn't make sense it's not really a career what will this lead me to like how would I explain this to my parents I just decided that I'm gonna for like the next year or something i'm gonna be taking product support and i'm gonna see where this leads me okay so well, i did I mean, this I'm, i want to yeah. dig, <laughs> dig into this but first what is a scrap market i mean i think I a scrap market yeah yeah a scrap market is um i think they are everywhere like but here in egypt we call it a friday market because it happens it doesn't really happen just on a friday but it started on a friday and then so a scrap market here is usually um, a lot of like the sellers there, they get uh, all the things that people throw away. They actually collect them either through the people themselves or from the garbage bins. And then they take them and they they just put them on the ground. Like in, <laughs> they, they like occupy a place and then they put all the things that they found and then people can, uh, can buy used things and like oh. buy things that other people threw away. Uh, so I go there and I find all sorts of things. You can find everything there, like uh, electronics, mo mobile phones, uh, uh, cameras, toilets, um, pencils, toys, tools, uh, uh, signages, everything. You can everything. find everything there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if we really have something like that here. There's there's like things called like flea markets where people will like sell antiques or random items, but like. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's we have... kind of similar to that, but not really, because uh, I think in a flea market, people like it's like their own stuff selling them yeah. or like selling it through people. These are more like they're really thrown away things that huh. like, here yeah. when you throw something away, it's it's in the it's in the garbage. It's too. in the yeah, it's in the garbage. So, okay, it eventually so what, goes to the garbage. Also, yeah. what kind of things are you taking apart? Like you, you, you're take, you're buying and taking it. Like, what are you talking about? Like toilets? Um, no, not the toilets. I, I mean, I know because I followed your work, market. but just for yeah. people listening. Uh, I used to collect all sorts of products because I studied product design. So I was interested in that. So I had um, mobile phones, like from like, I even had mobile phones like I've never seen before. Not, not even mobile phones, like telephones and like with the dial and all this cameras, um, all sorts of cameras, like cheap cameras, pocket cameras, toys, uh, dolls. Um, I had all sorts of electronics, like everything. Um, what else? Uh, light bulbs. I take anything apart. Radios, cassettes. Um, I like, me like mechanical uh, products. So anything with like, not just like the electronic with just the boards, but a lot of like pieces together, um, like shavers, um, things like that, uh, hair dryers, a lot of like products. <laughs> okay, so let's, I mean, I think this is a really cool point in your journey because you, mm. you just said, you know, I'm going to quit everything else I'm doing and just take stuff apart which is incredible yeah. and that's <laughs> yeah. a huge risk like what where were you in your in your like life that you said this is what I need to do like did you feel comfortable financially when you said this did you feel <laughs> no so you were like I, I, so tell me about this because this is a huge thing. I was yeah 
I was working then uh, as a social media manager. Uh, I was working with my friends and I, I love what they do, but it's really not my character at all. They design, um, uh, what is it? They are design clothes that are made, uh, ethnic clothes, like they're made uh, for like different cultures in Egypt. So some would like in Siwa, uh, Sinai, uh, different things like that. Um, and I used to handle their social media, which basically meant that I used to do a lot of things like that, but the biggest one was answering to customers. So I had like people, uh, women asking me like, should I buy this? Should I not buy this? So, like at 2 a.m. in the morning, like this is when <laughs> women shop in Egypt. <laughs> and I had to like answer them and I'm like, I'm not really interested in clothes and fashion at all. <laughs> Like, I like the ethnic part of it, but I wasn't interested in yeah. that at all. But I learned a lot from it. But uh, I felt like, what do I even like? I don't, I don't feel like I don't know what I love or hate anymore. Because I thought I liked uh, product design. And I still, I love product design. Um, and this is what, like, I traveled to study and I lived abroad for four years to do that. And it's not something that is very common to do in Egypt, like, for a girl to travel and study abroad and live there and study something that is not also very common in Egypt. Yeah. And now I'm not doing it. So what am I really doing? So I thought, I, in my head, I thought that I will eventually redesign one of these products because I'm a product designer and then I will like invent uh, like a new sustainable product in my head. I, I still convinced myself that maybe, maybe it's going to go this way, uh, but it totally took a whole other direction and I just let it go there. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, okay, so you're, you're, it's mm. 2 a.m. Mm. <laughs> you're awake. <laughs> you're responding to women buying clothes, being mm. like, yes, don't mm. buy this. Don't, don't, no, don't buy that. Mm. And you're wishing and dreaming of designing a sustainable. No, I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking like, um, why, wh why am I doing this? Like, yeah. this is not what I studied. This is not why, what I loved. And then I remember the day very, very clearly because it was a decision I made. It wasn't just like, uh, like the events brought it up. No, I took the decision. Um, I was sitting in, um, we were moving houses. Uh, so I was sitting in my old house and I had just one box there, which wasn't allowed in the new house, which was full of my junk. <laughs> wow. And then I was sitting there, I was thinking, what am I doing with my life? I don't, I don't even know what I love anymore. And then I look at that box and then see that I really love taking product support. And I remember in our uh, when I studied in uh, Malaysia, our first semester, our first assignment was to reverse engineer a flashlight, and we had to take it apart. And I remember that I was super happy when I was doing that. Uh, and then, in um, when I came back to Egypt, I had a design job, and I used like every single excuse. I like whenever the the, the situation allowed, I would like take a product and take it apart and tell them like, oh, this is like, I'm researching, like this is gonna be part of the design we're doing later. Um, so I noticed that I love doing that. And when I saw the box, I thought, I know, I know that I love doing this, 
like at least I know I love doing one thing. It would be this. And I really, really love it. So I'm going to do it. Like wow. I decided just to like do it. I was, um, I was working, um, like I decided to work part-time uh, at that, at my job. So I didn't like totally quit. I worked part-time and in Egypt, the weekends uh, start on Friday. So I decided that every Friday I would pick one product from that box I would take it apart and just research about it. Just do that and then see what happens. And I decided to put it um, on Instagram because I like documenting my projects, but I don't like the, <laughs> I was afraid of the internet back then. So I always like wrote or had a blog or something like that, but I never actually shared it with someone. <laughs> so I like, I, I was a closet writer as they say. Um, and then I, I actually did not have an Instagram and I didn't have friends following me there or anyone. So I thought, okay, this is perfect because I plan to like take photos and write things. So, and I like like how everything like would be all like photos. I like the layout of it. And I thought to myself, it would look nice to see like how would this, this all is documented. But I didn't intend to like have like an audience and like uh, I it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. I just like wanted to see where all this is going. Like for me, like to see the progress of this. Um, so I used to um, just take a product and I had a yellow paper just like thrown <laughs> somewhere in the empty room. So I took it and I took like a photo of the product and then I would take it apart and take another photo of all the pieces. And I would, um, first I would like do uh, an educated guess about like what's inside, what are the pieces, how it works. And then I would do my research. I would like watch um, like how it's made videos of it, like assembly lines and it's all product stuff. Wow. But I, I really love doing this. Like, why is it broken? And, and I did all this research and then I would, uh, write about it in the caption on Instagram, like uh, this is like what's inside a shaver. And then I would put all the pieces and then I would write something about my findings. And then I did this for a couple of weeks. And then uh, one week I took apart a shaver and then I thought this is like uh, a puzzle, like all the pieces I was like, oh my God, what is this? It's so amazing. And I can't, I want to show like how, there's so much stuff inside there and how it's all put together. So I know stop motion, like, because I watch like Coraline and, uh, um, and movies like that, but I don't really know much about stop motion, <laughs> but I, I thought maybe I'll do um, a stop motion video. So I didn't even like know anything. I just, I had a, a slideshow app, but not even a stop motion app. I didn't even like know anything. Um, and I took like photos. I just know the basic concept, like you take photos and you move the objects and all this. So I took, uh, I made my first uh, video of it, uh, all the shaver pieces, just like coming apart of the product. And I made like one, I took like 500 photos and I made like, a, maybe it was like a one minute video, I don't know, too long. And then I tried to put it on Instagram and Instagram then only allowed 15 seconds videos. It was like, it was in 2000, 
15 or 16, end of, end of 2015, it was in December. Um, so I, I go to Google and I, I, I write like, you know, how people like ask, <laughs> ask Google like the stupid way, like how to make stop motion uh, uh, faster, something like this. And then I found out about the, um, the, fr the frame rate and like the, <laughs> I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know like there are 12 and then there's like uh, 12 frames per second and all this. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I didn't know any of this. I was like, okay, there's like a lot to learn about stop motion. And I like, I enjoyed the video I made. So I thought, okay, then next week, because I did this every single Friday, next week, I'm going to do another video. And then I did one where like all the pieces kind of explode. And then I was like, interesting. Okay, what else can I make? Like, And then the week later, I started seeing like um, faces in the pieces. So I thought maybe I can make a character, like change them into a character. And then the week later, like I started, this is how I taught myself stop motion. So yeah. I just like, I'm loving this. Be doing this. So um, I did this for a year and a half. Every single Friday, <laughs> I would do a video, and I would every week I would um, I would see like why is not my like I would see a mistake I did or something, and then learn about it in stop motion or say like. Um, like first I would do the characters just like um, laid, laid on like on a 2D and then I would make them stand up. So, so I learned a bit about, not really learned, but like I would rig them somehow with wires. And then I wanted to make things fly and then I wanted to make something walk. And then I wanted to like, it was a creative exercise. Yeah, okay. So mm. I think this is amazing. You're, you're mm. on the threshold of moving. All of your stuff is mm -hmm. you're like you're changing your life a around a little bit and you and mm -hmm. you're not happy with things and you see this box which mm -hmm. sparks all these memories of a of a time you used to enjoy and you just decide mm -hmm. right there and then that whatever happens I'm just going to mm -hmm. explore explore this thing that I really love like you weren't intending mm -hmm. to say I want to make money out of this you just wanted no. to <laughs> live I guess a little freely exploring mm -hmm. Exploring this yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And then, mm. and then like, I loved how you described, you know, the first time you took something apart mm. and then how it kind of evolved into this, this, this like stop motion thing on Instagram mm. and everything. Did, how were you, how, what were you feeling when you decide, like in that moment when you decided that I'm going to do this? Like, how did, how did your internal feelings change about your life direction at that point? I know again the question. Sorry. So, so you said you're not like you're you're not that happy with where you're working mm. and what you're doing and you're and mm. you're moving, and you made a decision that you're going to explore mm. taking stuff apart like that. That's that's uh, all you decided. I felt to do. very very excited because I was thinking that I I've been because I've been working. I think I at that time I have been graduated. I graduated four years already and I also um, I attended uh, university here in Egypt first before I decided to move to Malaysia so I already done two years here and then four years so I had six years of study and then so I've been like doing a lot of study and then I'm not working in the thing I love I'm yeah. still like like I did all this to be able to do the thing I love and 
I don't know what the thing I love is. And I thought that when I when I'm back, when I went back to Egypt, that I was open like to everything, like whatever is an opportunity in Egypt, I would just accept it and thought that I that I was exploring, like let me explore, like I'll work, I'll work as a graphic designer. It's okay, it's a it's I'm just exploring my talents. I'm exploring social media. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then um, I I got a bit like depressed, (laughs) not depressed, but like a bit like down a bit that I thought that I would have found it already. Like I've been doing a lot of exploration, even like before I graduate, but I haven't found that thing. And then when I decided to do this, I thought maybe that I didn't find it, not not because that... I didn't find it. Oh my God, the world is bad. But maybe because it's not there because I am the one who was going to start it and it's not in the world yet. (laughs) So maybe when I started, this is why I can't find it because no one has done it yet. So maybe if I do it, then others like would find it too. Like this is how like how my brain worked. And it's like, oh, okay, this is exciting. Maybe, okay, there is a reason why I can't find it yet. Um, and I decided to do that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. That's that's yeah. so incredible. I just love hearing that. And how? Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. Um, yeah, you, five you, years. You spent a year exploring, just having, mm. just exploring this path for you. How, like, at what mm. point did you decide that this is what you could or it, want to do to make yeah. a career instead it was, of being part time? It was after six months of doing that, mm-hmm. um, I started getting like small commissions from people, from companies telling me, oh, this is uh, interesting what you're doing. Maybe you can do a stop motion video for us. So wait, you're, you're just posting your stuff on Instagram yeah, and uh, people are starting to follow you and yeah. the company will reach out being like, hey, can you, mm-hmm. you do this for us? Yeah, and it was a small, it was like small startups. It wasn't like big projects yeah. yet. Um, it was like a few small startups. And then um, the BBC, uh, they got in touch and they wanted me to make, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was actually my first thing and it, and it was like really bad. <laughs> oh no. Like now, now when I see it, I was like, like the transformations in it, because I love doing transformations, they were kind of nice. But then, of course, like I was only like doing stop motion for six months. And I, and at that point, I also did not really admit like or see that I am an animator. I thought mm. I'm just doing like something creative, but I didn't really see it in myself that I can be an animator. Like I did not study animation. I think at that point, I also didn't even know yet the 12 principles of animation like I didn't like <laughs> I'm like out I'm, it's not part of my world at all so I didn't know it um, and I did not see myself as an animator back like at that point I didn't see I thought okay like people are asking me to do like these commissions and at that, uh, and at that point, I also left my part-time job, so I really had no money. <laughs> oh. I had no money at all. Uh, so I thought, okay, let's let's do it. And then um, 
And then more companies started to send me. And so wait, were... the BBC just reached out to you off of Instagram yeah. and said, we want you to make Because they, they did, um, they did uh, like a, a small report on, uh, on my project. Because my project was consistent. I, I did this every Friday for a year and a half. And people yeah. were following it. Uh, back then, because they 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 were because I would put uh, the photo of the product I'm I was about to do, to take apart on Friday, so they would see it and then they would wait for me to take it like apart and then like see okay what can I do with this and then I would have to put it back together and then animate it, uh, taking apart and then becoming one character and there was uh, a story like at at the very end I used to like have a story of the character doing something and um, and all this, like it became like more, more like um, not just like a simple animation, but it became more elaborate by the end. So there were people following it, like just like waiting to see what I'm going to do. Um, so the, the BBC, they first did like a report um, about my project and then they sent me and they were the BBC, um, the Arabic segment, like they so we, they were based in London, but the BBC Arabic. Uh, so they always wanted someone uh, Arab to like fill this gap who knows English and at the same time like can can do things like that. So they sent me and they said maybe you can do like an intro for the like the intro of the show itself, the show that made the report. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I would I would just say yes to anything, but. <laughs> I really did not have like equipment or I was like, okay, just, just do it. <laughs> so now when I look back on how I shot that video, oh my God. <laughs> but the first, the first one um, I did, cause I used to do um, on like, then I found the app stop motion studio on my phone. And I used to like do the stop motions with my phone. Uh, and I didn't get a, like a tripod. So I used to do all my tripods, like depending like where I want to put my phone. I had like several ones. Like I would even like just put my phone on a like a spatula just to, to shoot overhead and just glue the, <laughs> the spatula. And then I have like an overhead it works. camera. Yeah, it works. Um, I would do like lots of crazy things. Um, and all this time it's because I didn't really see myself as an animator, so why would I buy a tripod? Like, right, and also you didn't have much money. It sounds like either. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and I enjoyed making the tripods as well. I'm a, I'm a maker too, so I really enjoyed yeah. like, and I had lots of trash, so I was like, maybe. You should have, you should have bought me, a, like, tripod, a tripod that's required <laughs> and put that together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Wow. Um, so so you're so you you start to get these random commissions because you're mm. you know doing something very unique and exploring mm. that and doing it consistently so people are starting to notice also by the way um i think mm. i told you this before but when i said i was talking mm. to, some, to some of my co-workers my one co-worker mm. said oh that the girl that like takes stuff apart and puts it back uh, together. <laughs> yeah. so you are world renowned for this, from canada even, all the way so hey, special but yeah now it's a career yeah you, you you don't have a job anymore you said you have no yeah. money and you start mm -hmm. to receive a couple of commissions and mm -hmm. then how do you take it and turn it into a career for yourself yeah i just accepted it i think it's because i enjoyed it very much like i didn't like admit that i was an animator back then 
Yeah. I think because I felt like I did not study any an animation yeah. and I can't be like all these other animators like it takes years of experience like to be that and I I should have like uh like done it when I was a kid and like yeah. uh, had all this but I'm like are 26, you 27 are you also receiving then. pressure from your family and friends to like uh, <laughs> get a job and they're like what are you doing with these taking these products apart yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. my my parents so in Egypt we live our with our parents as well so there's like no hiding <laughs> oh no they're so you're, like, you're eating dinner and they're like day. what are you doing yeah <laughs> they're like my, my dad uh, was thinking more like Dina you're because I was like uh, like I was um, graduated the top of my class and I was always like from the, the top it's like you were really like good like why can't you just go work in an international company because they would accept you like you have like highest scores and all this and you're very hard worker so just go like work in like a big company like uh, like like I think it's it's it bothered it bothers them to this day a bit that they can't explain what I do to people. <laughs> so they're right, like, yeah. You can't like say. My mom was more worried that I'm just sitting alone taking things apart. So she would tell me like she wanted me like to go work in a company so that I can meet someone and get married and all this. <laughs> Yeah, so she she would joke about it because we we have um, a saying in Egypt like they say like when a girl um, uh, turns thirty and she's not married yet they say like she missed the train and my mom would joke she tell me Dina you're not even at the station you're like you're oh, not no. even <laughs> close oh, <no. laughs> you're just like sitting alone playing with garbage and like, you're playing with garbage. <laughs> You're not even at um, the station. You're playing with garbage. Wow. <laughs> but but like I think when um, I don't know, it took a lot a long time for them to be like Dina. Okay, like Dina has a job now. Like it took yeah. them a long time to see it. Uh, but I was so I think uh, like after after two years of doing that, I think like when I I started a company. Because I, I, I also like did not intend to start a company, but because I was getting this work and it was from companies, most of them were companies abroad. So they can't just transfer me money. I would be in trouble if I'm not like a, a company because like a company is sending a person money. You know? And I wasn't like a registered as a freelancer or something. So I was like, okay, I need to start a company. So I went, I started a company. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and then I have a company for, I think, for five years now. Oh. Yeah, it's been in 2000, yeah, four years. So I had, I, I just did it. I didn't want to like start an agency or I, I still told myself I'm not really a stop motion animator. So, but I'm just doing this to be legally correct. Uh, <laughs> in case yeah. the government is listening to this um did you ever, <laughs> i think that's incredible because you you have a moment where you we talked about this where you're sitting mm. and there's this box in front of you and that literally mm. that moment changed your life for the next mm. what six years i guess four years of the company and two years before mm. you started one um did you ever feel like giving up or you know you're getting yes, all this pressure yes. to get an international 
mm. company position and go to the train station and all these other things. Yeah. <laughs> did you reach a point where it was really, really tough for you to continue? Yeah, I did. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of times. Uh, first, when I, like at the very early beginnings, because I wasn't getting also, like I was getting small commissions. What, is, uh, what does but, a small commission mean? Like, like, like it's from a startup. It's like, uh, like for social media videos. And, and also back then I didn't understand like, budgeting and how what actually to ask a client like what's the proper budget and also I wasn't really investing like I didn't have a camera I didn't have gear so so of course I wouldn't charge that much like it was like equivalent to my like expertise back then Um, so it wasn't covering like my my expenses it wasn't like I had to give up a lot of stuff I I wouldn't like go out with my friends. I would be like, oh, I have to do this video and I have to like, <laughs> so like to save money. Cause I really had like, I didn't have a job for a really long time. Um, I was freelancing a bit as a graphic designer, but I really did not like graphic design. Like it's not the thing I'm good at. Um, so back then I thought, okay, this is not, really gonna work maybe I'm not because I also it was me who was stopping me because I didn't see myself as an animator and and I thought that to be a stop motion animator then I have to be like uh, an animator so I have to go and study um, uh, like 2D animation and I have to learn all these things that I'm not really good at and then I thought uh, then I also have to do all kinds of stop motion, like with paper and claymation. But I was only interested in <laughs> products. Like I only wanted to animate objects. And then until I also made the decision that um, I want to make stop motion and uh, it's okay to not be like the stop motion like every single other stop motion animator and that this is actually what makes my work different and the things I make different because I was a product designer and I shouldn't like just like throw the Dina the product designer and just be Dina the animator but when I mix these two things together this is what makes my work different and I decided that I'm also a maker I make things as well and I don't have to be wanting. So what bothered me back then was that when everyone I met and they like even new people and they asked me, what do you do? And I don't know how to answer. <laughs> so I don't know what to say because I'm not really a product designer because I actually break products and not <laughs> make them now. Just say what your and, mom would say. I'm sitting in garbage. <laughs> yeah, I would actually tell them like I reached one point where I would think like why do people have to introduce themselves by saying their what they do maybe they would say what they love like this is more important so I would go to people and tell them hi I'm Dina I mean I love garbage <laughs> and they'd be like what <laughs> okay it's a great way to meet people I love garbage. yeah I mean it's a great way to meet the right type of people right yeah the right, the right people will understand you immediately and the rest yes eh. yeah so, yeah so tell me about where you're at today, because, you know, you went through all these tough times mm-hmm. and trying to figure yourself out and what you wanted to do and all this mm-hmm. self-doubt that you had as well. Yeah. So 
what is your life like now? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're going to say like, I, I'm a stop motion animator who mm. takes stuff apart, but what, what yeah. are you doing full time these days? I am a stop motion animator who takes things apart. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And uh, I'm also a maker as well. So I do both. So yeah. I do um, making projects as well. And they usually involve some kind of animation, maybe analog animations or um or just moving things. I like moving things, like even like uh, automata and like mechanical things moving. Uh, I like this a lot as well. So I mainly make things with trash, whether it's an animation or whether it's uh, like a machine or anything, whatever I like, I make. And this was the whole point, like I will do what I love. So. Nice. This, I don't have a title, yeah. <laughs> is this your full-time job now? Like you, you've built it is. a stable career that that uh, your parents can be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like asking that because like, you know, this is a self journey and you're exploring like, yeah. obviously family is important. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but now they kind of like understand like, okay, Dina, is she has something going on. We don't really yeah. fully understand it. Because my parents, they're also, they are doctors, both of them. Like my whole family are doctors, so they don't understand the art thing. <laughs> so uh. they're like, okay, Dina is doing something. But my parents were like supportive in that way that they don't understand what I do, but they leave me do it anyway. So oh, that's incredible. Like, okay, but we don't really get it. But it's fine. Yeah. She's happy, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you are working full time now then? Yeah, I am. Uh, now it's the battle is more about doing like um, there like finding the balance between work uh, like I do stop motion work so I do like um, advertising and things like that but it's more finding the balance between work uh, that is like me very very me mm. and then work that pays the bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I yeah, think that's a struggle for everybody. Yeah. Um, you, so like. Give me a snapshot of where you're at. Like, do you have a studio? Do you work with people? Uh, like all this, like, mm. I'm hoping you have a tripod now. Like, I do. <laughs> That's the first thing I bought. Um, so now I, I actually just moved uh, to a studio. So I'm renting a studio in Cairo now. And I've only been here for a, a month. So this is my second. Oh, month. so yeah. new. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't just like have like one room <laughs> where I do everything. So I um, I have a studio now. So I have like a room to shoot videos and uh, I have like a wood workspace that I want to do. And then one room to like for editing and all this stuff. So I've grown. Uh, I've, I'm also now working with other people on a freelance basis. So whenever I get a commission, I have like a team of freelancers who work with me. So um, the last commission I just finished, I was working with a, like I have a director of photography and I have uh, like someone who works on props and sets. And I also have like a storyboard artist. And I also have worked before uh, with another stop motion animator. So his name is Asim Kamel. So uh, we used to work together on projects as well. So I really li like like the phase where I don't have to do everything on my own <laughs> and that there are like other talented people working with me. This is really, really nice. And I want to do a lot of it like in the future. Um, 
Yeah, so this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. That is incredible. And congratulations. Yeah. It's it's Thank amazing you. to hear from the humble mm. beginnings of where you began yeah. to where you ended yeah. up. How um how what is the so you consider yourself a stop motion animator because that, that's what mm. you're doing for clients and whatnot. Mm. What is the industry like in Egypt? Because you know, you said before that you want it, mm. you think you thought maybe this thing I want to do, I have to create because it's not here. Mm. Is it still like that? Or is there, there's like a, like, what is the, what is the industry like in Egypt for stop motion or specifically uh, what you do? There is no industry in there's Egypt. No, so you're the only one. <laughs> Not the only one. There are a few other people. Maybe we're like 10 people, if I would exaggerate. 10 people in Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Maybe. Are there, are there any other studios? There is one studio, only one. Um, and it's not, they haven't created like um, in like stop motion in a really long time. But no, there are actually two studios. Two studios. One is doing a um, a stop motion series in Arabic. Hmm. Uh, they they've done this the past two years, so they um, so they've done this. And the other one is like on and off. They do advertising. The thing about stop motion um, in Egypt, like the whole animation industry in Egypt, is not really big they're still like trying to to fight and like make like show people that animation is actually not just things for kids and that animation is like can be applied for everything and that we can do advertising and our own movies and like there's no production in Egypt of like big things so you mainly see it in advertising but there are like some people who are fighting like to get like uh, their movies made or things like yeah. that. So we have really, really, really talented uh, people in 2D animation. So we have a couple of uh, 2D animation studios like Samaka Studio, we have Folk Studio, we have 3D animators, like um, we have also very like talented, a few talented, like not, not many studios, but like a few studios. And stop motion kind of died. Like <laughs> there was like no stop motion at all. Like just because uh, when like, because it's mainly in advertising work. And then whenever, like, even when I was starting, whenever I get a brief that, okay, some director wants to actually, like he loves stop motion. It's not like any director who wants to do a stop motion app, but it's someone who loves stop motion. So it's like, oh, there's someone who finally does stop motion in Egypt. So maybe we send her. And then I would tell them, okay, this is the budget. And even back then I wouldn't like, I didn't know how really to charge. So it wasn't really a big budget. But then I would put the budget and they'd be like, oh, no, this is like, no. So they would end up doing it in 2D or 3D because it's cheaper to do really? like that. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so this is what happened in, like, I'm guessing this is why stop motion died because there was no work for it. Like, there is there is no market for it here. Um But now, but now I see, like, people are sending me, you know, there's more stop motion. I guess like what I really believe in is that it, the market doesn't really matter. If you're doing something and it's really good, jobs will be created because people don't know even agencies and companies. They don't know that they want it until you, they see it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, we want this. <laughs> okay, I love that you said that because that's something mm -hmm. that was very scary. That's why I didn't get into stop motion for mm -hmm. 10 years because I didn't mm -hmm. see a market and I didn't think people would want it. And then suddenly mm -hmm. now that I'm getting back into it, there's a, 
resurgence in Canada, which is yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that you have that mentality because even though mm-hmm. you went through all these hard times and you push yourself and now you've been mm-hmm. in the, you've had a company for four years. Yeah. So are you mm-hmm. like, are you, um, how frequently are you getting contracts? Is this like keeping you going? Or are you also like actively seeking out work or is it a mix of both? Um, because now you have overhead uh, because you have a studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think, no, I think it's, it's actually funny that in last year, it's only like been steady from the end of last year, which I thought that last year would be like my worst year, but yeah. actually no. <laughs> no, it's so, a great yeah. year for animation. <laughs> yeah. So I, the, the, like the first half of it, I had no, jobs at all so for six months I had nothing it was Mm. and I also used to do uh, talks and workshops and things like that and travel so this was an income as well and then it was it was stopped it was no longer there so I freaked out I was like oh my god I'm not gonna survive like that and then the second half just uh, I actually know why Uh, now I know why (laughs) because at the beginning of the year I did one animation with the with the products um, disassembling the one for my poster yeah this one the print and it kind of went viral and then everyone wanted that that animation like this is why I'm saying like they don't people companies don't know they know they want it until they see it and yeah. I think this mentality I got from product design because in like product design people don't know that they want this product until you make it for them and then they're like oh my god i can't live without it but no one really knows that they want this um so when i made that animation it kind of went viral and then i had a lot a lot a lot of companies like doing so many different things asking me to take their products apart and like make a video and showcase it in that way uh, so I've been getting like um, a lot, a lot of work. Not, not like, um, not all of the jobs I do. Of course, like not like some jobs. You, like there's no budget or there's no time or like this. But uh, by the end of the year, I had really, really cool jobs all back to back, and I didn't imagine this at all. Like I, I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> okay, this this looks like it's gonna work. Um, yeah, and then up and like I think yeah, like throughout the last of the year until the beginning of this year, I had projects uh, projects back to back. So it's only now that I'm like, oh, okay, I can take a break. <laughs> so the the um uh the the post that made you go viral, that's mm-hmm. the one you've mm-hmm. done in like AR, like that where like where you're holding. It's like- the animation. No, not this post, but the original animation. Okay. Um, the the original animation I did for uh, it wasn't actually um, like it wasn't meant to be a stop motion video at first it was uh, I had a sponsor their name is ifixit.com and they are organization like they're like a Wikipedia on how to fix your things I actually use them as well so I used to like go and see because they do teardowns of all the products and they explain what's inside things and how to put it back together or how to fix one part. So they reached out to me and they said, um, we want to sponsor like one of your videos or like um, if we we have like a kit, uh, like a fixing kit, uh, maybe like, like do product placement, like 
just show it in one of the videos and we want to do like a collaboration with you. Uh, so I said, yes, yeah, of course I like it. And this was like my first sponsor ever. So, so it wasn't even a, meant to be a stop motion thing. We did, I came up with an idea to make, uh, I wanted to make a show, like a series of videos where I take things apart and make it more interactive. So I made it like a guessing game where I'd ask people to guess at the beginning of the video how, how many parts are inside the, this product. And then I take it apart and show them everything inside and I reveal the, the number of parts. Because when I did the series, um, the series I named Thinker Friday, the series when I did it, I always got the comment saying that uh, we never imagined that there were so many parts in this and yeah. that they even use these products on a regular basis, but they don't know what's inside or um, or like they are always surprised by the amount of parts inside. And it made me think that maybe this is why it's very easy for us to throw things because we treat it as one thing and not like a hundred things. Yeah. <laughs> so I made uh, that series and um, and I had Alson, uh, he's the other any stop motion animator in Egypt as well. And he was helping me film some of the parts. And he told me you should do a stop motion like, in it like do like uh, the, like your thing you know you took it take it apart and make it like animate do something like so we did uh, I did like a small just uh, just an overhead of all the pieces just a small segment and we did four videos of this and then when I finished them I thought this would look really really cool if I do the whole animation again like combined and I have each one of these products transform into the other one, and I would make the whole thing into a loop. And I remember I told this to Asim, and he's like, because I didn't even know how to do this. Like, I, I didn't know I was capable of doing that. <laughs> I was like, okay, but I have this idea in my head, and I want to do it. So I was so. I started like uh, trying it out. I had all the pieces I already like took it apart and put it back together. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I love your uh, podcast so much. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you why. Uh, I think I mentioned it, I mentioned it always in my my stories, but I don't think I ever mentioned it to you. Uh, when I did this animation, I didn't know yet. Like I wanted to do the idea, but I still like didn't know really how I was going to do it. And I was filming um, not because I didn't have a studio yet. And I didn't have like proper lights. So I was filming in, in my friend's studio. They have a studio where they film uh, cooking videos. So I would go there like on the weekends and the days they don't shoot and just like leave me there. I'm just going to animate this in your studio. And they they let me do it. Uh, so I so I decided, OK, I'm going to do this. I still don't know, really know how I would do the transformations or how would I want it because I wanted to flip in the air and then uh, go down again and break in pieces. It's like, I'm too lazy to like rig it and remove all the rigs. So I remember that I was listening to one of the episodes uh, in your podcast. And then I think it was, um, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it was, I can't remember which one, but I remember there was one animator who said, that back then, 
they used to, uh, when there were no rigs, they used to uh, just get two pipes that fit in, inside each other and they would have a screw. And then this is how they would make like the, uh, the rig go up and yeah. down. And then um, just right before I was going, so I already told my friends, I'm gonna come and animate it for, and I already like booked four of the days. And I was taking um, my toilet paper rolls. I thought that, because I wanna <laughs> hide the rigs. So I would like, just like here, my object, I'm gonna uh, shoot, shoot overhead and I'm gonna hide the rig underneath. This is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do like post-production. <laughs> so it's like, I'm gonna hide it. And I thought I'm gonna animate it with the toilet paper rolls. And then I remembered this, uh, this thing. And I look around me and I find two pipes that fit inside each other. And Very they nice. fit, I found that they fit on my helping hands, like what you use in electronics to solder. So I made the rig in like 10 minutes. I didn't even know it was like something. <laughs> and I went the, the next morning and it worked. <laughs> I just like, yeah. yeah, and I made the animation, and it's like this is the one that like was seen. Um, the the behind the scene was actually seen more than the actual video. It's course. always like that. Yeah, it's that. always like that. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's. I'm so happy that my podcast has helped you. That's that is. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. <laughs> Somebody from halfway around the world listened to something yeah. that I put out there and it helped them. I'm trying to think of who that was. I have some. I'm thinking. Do you remember if they were from Montreal or from? I don't remember. I think it was. Um, I don't want to say their name wrong. Wait, is it? A, is it? A, is it? I'm thinking maybe it was Sylvie Trouvet. Or maybe not. I don't know. It's I okay. can't remember. It's okay. <laughs> I, I think maybe it was someone from uh, Stupid Buddy. Uh, Carmen D. Studios. Maybe. I Stupid can't remember. Buddy. Okay. Oh, I think it was someone from Stupid Buddy, but <laughs> okay. I can't remember. All right. Interesting. I, I'll have yeah. to I'll have to pick my own brain to figure out who that was. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's such a random tip that I'm so happy. Uh, helped you out on this project. Yeah, it's, this is what made me, yeah, this is what made me, like, I, I'm sure, like, I would have figured out with the toilet paper roll, but it yeah. would have, like, taken, maybe I would have given up, I'm not sure, but I, it made me, like, it made the, the video successful, and this is the main reason I got all the other jobs later on. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, well, let, let's let's mm. flip the tables on you. What is what is mm. a tip you want to share for somebody listening to this from who knows what country that you mm. that you found ingenious? Yeah, <laughs> uh, a tip like um, you mean like uh, like an actual thing or yeah, like like, a, like something like the two pipes into each other for the rig? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I like, I like, I use uh, radio antennas a lot. So when I make uh, things, I want things to root, rotate and I don't have a rig for that. So, you know, radio antennas, like yeah, yeah. Uh, these, these ones, uh, because they move very precisely and they can turn and you can make them uh, go up and down. So I make, I made my own rig from this. Um, that is a, G a radio. Yeah. That's a G I <laughs> yeah. never thought, you know how many times that I've like mm. made something out of popsicle sticks and like mm. to like move up and like turn oh. and when I could have just used a radio. Oh, yeah. 
I'm going you know, to use this. That's, yeah. I have a radio, like an old radio. Yeah, it's I have so many of them because I find them in the market. And then I, I have different attachments on them. So I have one with um, with like the charger plug so that I can plug it in the phone and then I can turn the phone. So you're still using so, your phone as your main camera source? No, no, no. This is if I an, animate a phone. Okay. Oh, if you animate yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to rig a phone and you want yeah. it to spin in air, you just use the charger uh, jack because it's, it's already there. You don't have like to drill and fix things in it. And you can turn it. If you fix that to a radio antenna, you'll be able to spin it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Blowing my mind. I love yeah. this. Like, because, you know, stop motion can get extremely expensive mm. very fast with buying mm. rigs and things. But mm. You just need to go to the scrap market and get some old radio yeah. antennas. That's it. Yeah, because <laughs> this is what they used to do before there was all this. Like they still did stop motion animation. So there is a way to do yeah, even yeah. if you don't have access to tools. Yeah. Oh, it's, and I feel like stop motion is the most accessible form of mm. animation because you can mm. just, you can just use whatever you have already. Yeah. You don't need yeah, that's true. programs or whatever. As your mm -hmm. story shares so um so you you've started renting a studio for a month which i mm. think is an amazing step you have a team of freelancers yeah. that you can call mm -hmm. what is the next big step for you like what are you are you still kind of going with the flow and just exploring exploring mm. how fun this is or do you have um are you are you like strategizing to turn this into something um, else i know i know by now that i don't really want to work in advertising that much like okay like only if it's like something that I um, that is challenging for me, like uh, like or it's um, I like doing commercial work that has also my own ideas. So not not just like Dina do this for us. This yeah. I don't enjoy at all. Um, so it's usually just like even the jobs in Egypt, like it's just like. Um, very simple animation. They still don't take very big risks in stop motion. And um, I did like um, earlier this year, I did uh, one commission for uh, Other Swim. I did an ID for them and I did a character animation and I love doing this one. I love ah. working on it so, so much. So I want to do more character animation because I didn't do it for uh, like, this was like my like fourth time I do like, uh, and I did like a proper, sorry, I did like a proper study of the character and I analyzed the movement. You're, you're talking about the, the character the that's like yellow tape? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed working on this one and they like, they also gave me the time to, like uh, to work on it and really like gave me all the space. Like did they, did they reach out to you or did you reach yeah. out to that? Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. That's so yeah. <laughs> So, so I was like, so you are looking to get more into uh, maybe narrative storytelling or character animation. Yeah with yes. your unique spin of taking things mm. apart and recreating things like you yeah or animating products in general okay, like, okay. um so you're not talking like, about like working on a tv show type of character animation you're talking about like um, objects not, not really yeah if i get the opportunity to um to to learn this from someone or like go like a, on an internship or a job to learn this um 
then I, I would do this. So, but... if stupid, so for example, if stupid buddy is like, hey, <laughs> Dina, we'd love to hire you for, yeah. I don't know, the next season of Crossing Swords, mm. you'd, you'd mm. come out and fly to the US and work on it? I would probably do, yeah. Okay. For Good the experience. Know. Hey, if yeah. anybody from stupid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I applied for the Nike internship last year. Ah. Uh, although, like, I know, like, with Corona and everything, like, everything was everything shut down. But, and... yeah, but I thought maybe, maybe just try. Like, uh, I was, I actually, what happened is I was applying for the, not the animator job, uh, but I was applying for the metal fabrication because I, ah. I'm, I also want to learn this. And I follow, um, uh, I don't want to like say his, because his name is Brian. He's, he, he works there in the, in the metal fabrication department. And I applied. And then when I read uh, the requirements, they said like, you have to be a student, you have to be, you have like studied this and all this. And I wasn't, of course, a student or I didn't have the visa. I was like very far away from the requirements. So I just sent him and asked, like, I applied by the way, but um, I hope that I don't get like blacklisted because I don't like <laughs> follow all, any of the requirements. And he, he checked my um, he checked my profile and he said, "Why are you even like applying for the metal fabrication? Go apply to the to the animation internship." I told him, nah, "I'm not really like eleven, <laughs> so I thought, nah, I'll just." And this is even before I did the other swim. Like uh, I did, I didn't have much character animation no. experience, and I told him, "No, nah, not really." Um, and I didn't apply, and then he sent um, the uh, the animation director, head of animation in Leica, and he made him see my profile. And then he sent me a message that he sent him about like his what he thought about my work, and he said it was like the the most like supportive thing anyone did for me <laughs> like my goodness and then he said he told me i'm just like i'm gonna push you but this is for you to know how like that you have it in you and i think you should apply so i did apply and i got from the top 30 animators <laughs> yeah uh, but i didn't make it like all the way through because of corona i wasn't gonna even travel yeah but it was a big thing for me like you know what the heck saying oh. yeah i was like well, so I'm, cool. i am an animator you, and then you so are, when you are dina that's who you are <laughs> you can be an animator and you can be somebody yeah, who I can stuff, be but you, i feel like receiving that message just tells you how amazing your work is and how incredibly <laughs> rare talented you are mm. that that is Thank so you. cool that like he took yeah. the time and then the direct like what that doesn't mm. just happen <laughs> like yeah I thought wow so when I got the other swim um, uh, job I thought okay maybe I can do a character animation like just challenge myself and see maybe I can actually do it and I really really enjoyed it so I want to do more of that um, I, I want to do like more animations in general in my own style. I have like so many ideas, like you see these? Are those, those are all ideas? ideas. I thought yeah. that was like storyboards <laughs> or something behind you. Those are all ideas for animation? Yeah. 
animations and like random projects get to work what are you doing on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i know i know yeah so i want to do like lots of things so i have like ideas i want to try out and um yeah i just want to like do more of my personal ideas like I mean, I my think ideas I, out there. I, yeah. I've loved where this conversation has mm-hmm. gone. It's gone from, mm-hmm. you know, Dina saying, I want to explore this passion mm-hmm. that I think I have to doing it mm-hmm. and then yeah. getting some really awesome results and just mm-hmm. organically over time, make building a company, building a studio. Yeah. <laughs> really good fee- I think this is amazing. And also, you're in a country mm-hmm. where animation is like pretty mm-hmm. much non existent. You're one of yeah. the few people, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. 10, 10, maybe 10 people really yeah. focusing on this in an, of millions of people in a whole country. <laughs> incredible. Like, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, so I was going to ask you what's next, <laughs> but I already feel like, you know, those, you got all those <laughs> sticky notes behind you. you. You know what's next. You're going to keep kind of doing yeah. your, exploring working. this, like working yeah. on all these, like seeing yeah. where all these, like some of them will fail, of course. Like this is yeah. like, no. yeah. But some of them might be really cool, so we'll see. Amazing. Well, is there anything, mm-hmm. I guess, I, I mean, like, I, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to share mm-hmm. about your journey or where you're going or mm-hmm. even just things yeah, that you can... yourself that would be good mm-hmm. for other people who are maybe at their mm-hmm. job and they're not enjoying it and they wish they were doing something mm-hmm. like you are? Yeah. I can share, um, like, there, there is, uh, like, uh, a point in my journey that was really, really uh, shifting, like, it shifted things for me. Yeah. Uh, I did a project. It wasn't even an animation project. It was a making project. And I did, um, you know, this uh, arm flailing, like, the yeah, two-man yeah, dancing yeah. guy. So I always wanted to make a small version. Because in Egypt, we don't really have these. We have big balloons like the big fat characters that they put like massive ones that they put and I really love this character so I made a tiny one out of junk so I used like a hair dryer and like, some plastic bags and I made one and I sent it to um, Make Magazine because I really love them and they wrote an article about it and one guy read it and he sent me his name is Mark and he makes um he organizes a conference in Germany called Beyond Talent. And he sent me an email and he said, uh, he said, he read that I, I also write my name with a small D and he also writes his name with a small L. And he told me this is it's like, Dina, I also hate my name in like the capital M. And I think what you're doing is really cool. Maybe you can come to my conference and talk about your story and, uh, like, I'll, um, I'll cover the flight and all this. Let's just have a Skype talk and see, like, your experience and talking, like, public speaking and see. So I said, okay, like, this random dude is standing me. It's like, okay, let's, like, maybe I, I should. Why not go to Germany? Why not just go? So I had a talk with him, and he was really, really sweet. And uh, I love the idea of his conference. It's Beyond Taliban. It's about, like, looking beyond the edge of your plate. This is what they say in Germany. So you don't just look, like, in your own field, but you learn a lot of different things from other fields. So it's so he gets a speaker from very different fields, and it's just like a creative night where you you're open to learn so many different things. 
Um, and I went there and I didn't know anything about like the, <laughs> the conference where it's just the first time I go to like a creative conference or any of this and first time to speak. And I saw like many speakers and, um, and I thought, okay, this is like <laughs> very scary. But then I gave my talk and then I realized that um, this is actually like a thing that artists can do as well. They can uh, be a public speaker as well and give talks. And this would be like a, um, not just an income for them, but they get to meet other um, artists and creatives and make connections and get to know like creative people. So to me, um, this point, like this conference opened a lot of doors to me because I got to go um, like also the other conference organizers would attend different conferences. And then when they see a new speaker and they like their talk, then they would invite them to their speaker, to their uh, conference to be a speaker. So I got invited to seven other conferences from that one. And I traveled to many countries wow. <laughs> sharing my story. Yeah. Uh, and I got to meet so many incredible artists and creatives. And I got to learn from them. And whenever I would travel to a conference, I would take the opportunity to visit stop motion studios in the country that I'm in. So I got to meet even stop motion animators and visit their studios, and, like see what they're doing. Because I've never seen a stop. We don't have a stop motion studio like to go and see in Egypt what they're doing. And they all like happily invited me to their studios. And this like changed like, like, the, like I thought like, okay, this, this is no longer like me exploring. This is, I am doing it now. Like <laughs> this is, okay, this is real. <laughs> and yeah. this is going somewhere. Um, I think this was in, maybe 2018, yeah, this was in 2018. And so yeah, conferences and events and animation festivals, these are like very, very like big opportunities, like uh, uh, like every artist should do, like uh, go meet other creatives and get to know people. And um, just, it's also like the, the artists I met there, not just that they opened my eyes to what is, um, what can you do as an artist or, or just to see that so many people had different paths or like different, they do things differently so that you see that you don't have to do a certain thing a certain way, but there are so many opportunities and so many ways to do things uh, that you can also like do as well. So yeah. I mean, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> so let me ask you this: How do you feel now? How do you feel about how your where your life has taken you, and and like, are you do you feel happy and fulfilled with what you're doing, or do you still feel like there's something like you mentioned before? You don't want to take too mm. much commercial work because you want to find a, yeah. like, a good medium. But like, think about all the opportunities you've mm. been given, and like mm. explored, and and you know, just doing your own thing. How do you do? You mm. still feel that? there's something you're not exploring still? No, not really. I think that I'm just doing things at my own time now. Like yeah. before I used to be like, oh my God, I haven't done this yet. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm too late. Like, uh, like I'm behind. I felt like I'm always behind. But now I feel like, no, like I enjoy doing things at my own pace and 
people do not all do things at the same way at the same time. So yeah. I just like if I if I if I want to like this year learn character animation, I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna happen. Like um, like when I first started, I used to feel like. Uh, because most of my work is coming from social media, like people know me from there. And I'm not really consistent on social media now. And I'm not like really focusing uh, on it because I have to do other jobs. But I used to be, I, I'm not uh, freaking out because I'm not really growing my account. And I feel like, oh my God, I'm so behind. And then I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it I feel doesn't like, really matter. <laughs> I feel like, like I, I haven't posted anything serious in like a year. Like I feel that, yeah. I feel that way too. But social media, mm. unless you're constantly... Constantly yeah, you have to be you're, are, yeah. you're behind anyways. Like, yeah, yeah, no but it, it's it doesn't really matter. Like, I yeah. think to me, um, the like the numbers don't matter. It's 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 because like like what I like about my like the way my account grew is from first when 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 I was doing my uh, Tinker Friday project and it was very consistent and people can really see because this is why people know I take things apart yeah, because yeah. the people who follow me really followed that project for a long time and then it really grew from uh, talks uh, that I give uh, like from the audience who was uh, listening to my talks so so the people who follow me they really know what I like they really know my story they really know the kind of work that I do, they really know me. So, yeah. um, so I I do feel like the num the big big number doesn't really matter. It's that I have connections with the with the people who follow me. We actually have a lot of conversations. I've met many of them in in real life in the in the talks I gave. Like even before they follow me, I actually saw them like <laughs> in real life. A lot of them are my friends. I, I got the opportunity like when I travel to meet the, the people I always talk to on Instagram. Um, so I, I like social media in that way. So this is now how I look at it. I don't feel like I'm behind it. It's the opposite. I feel like I've made the best out of it. Like yeah, you have you have the, you have connections that that are meaningful instead of yeah millions of followers that you have no connection with. Yeah, yeah, so, and I do get jobs as well. It's not like yeah. that you have to have like this big number. No, I have uh, like when I got the other swim job, I had a lot of animators from US send me, and they're like. Did you send them? Did I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> they they sent me, and I don't have a big account or anything. But I think they do they do see like uh, people with different work, and they are always looking for interesting artists and trying to collaborate with as many artists as possible. Uh, so I don't think that numbers on social media matter. Like uh, I think it's the type of work that you do. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And that, that's something I've learned myself because there's a trap of wanting thousands of followers that you can easily fall into yeah. versus the right types of people. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think if your story is like one of like, you know, following something that you really love, being consistent at the start with just exploring and putting yourself out there and, uh, you know, doing something that's very niche and unique and not giving into the what you think other people want in creating your own path. I think that's amazing. And, and mm. it's really nice to hear where you've ended up now and where you're going still. It's, mm. I love that mm -hmm. you're, you 
still have a lot to explore. And I think that's important in yeah. making something going that you love. <laughs> so many things. I, I'm so curious as to what those ideas are. So is it, I guess, is there anything else that you wanted to end on or, um, or say? Uh, no, not really. I think like, um, I don't know. I think the thing I, the thing I learned from all of this is to really um, like, see like uh, question myself and question if there is um, a, like like I really believe when I look at my journey I see that I stopped myself many times from being what I am today it was because of me having like some doubts or some false beliefs so yeah. like like at first I believed that uh, oh my God, like uh, I have to have a camera, I have to have a tripod, I have to do this and all this. Uh, even before like doing this project, like I've, I've always like tried to start so many things and I never actually did them <laughs> because I thought, oh, I need to buy this and I need to get that. And in this one, I just did it because I loved <laughs> stop just, motion just so much. It. I just did it. So I learned that that I had this in me. I believed that tools were important. And then when I unbelieved it, I don't know <laughs> what's, what's the opposite of belief, like disbelieved it. Um, then this is when that now, whenever I think of something and I, I notice that I'm resisting it, then I ask myself, why am I resisting it? Is it because I don't have it? Then I can get it or I can, I'll make it work. Is it because I feel that that there are no opportunities in Egypt then, but the world is big, then I can get other opportunities from somewhere else. I don't just live in Egypt, I live in, in the whole world. Um, so it's always like something, a belief in you that you have to really like look in the eye and see, ah, why am I thinking like that? <laughs> am I really limiting myself or is it... Um, because a lot of people think like, I get this question a lot, especially from people in Egypt. They feel like, oh my God, we can't get anything here. There are no jobs. There is no this. There is no that. Da, 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 all this. And I, I feel like, why do people see, like there are so, so many opportunities. <laughs> there's a lot of work. There's a lot of things. And why are you limiting yourself with Egypt? Like you yeah. are like, in the whole world like yeah. why are you just like focusing on what you don't have and you have access to the whole world now um so this is something i really learned like i think well i think that's so i mean that's something that i struggled with massively in, mm -hmm. in starting my own animation career and still struggle with I, like mm -hmm. i have so many limiting beliefs like why am i staying in toronto why am i not starting mm -hmm. these projects why am i like all these things but uh, so for your strategy is when you find that you are faced with a fear or uh, something that you're re that's resisting, you're, you're resisting taking action, you question mm. why, what is that limiting belief mm. that you can actually do something about it? Like, yeah, um, if I catch myself uh, like blaming the around me. Like if I say, oh my God, there's... So if you're blaming, yeah. Like there's no funds. Like I was looking for funds, for example, and I was like, there are no funds for 
in Egypt or the Middle East or all this, just very, very few ones. Yeah. And this is a reality, yes. But then I, I, I start thinking maybe this is like when I compare like um, there are so many funds abroad and they're only like a lot of them are only open for U.S. But there are also a lot of people in U.S. applying for these. There are maybe only two or three funds in, in the Middle East, but there are very few people applying to them. So it's actually in my benefit to apply to just two of them and maybe I would have higher chances than someone who has so many funds, but there are also so many people yeah. applying to them. So um, whenever I find myself like just questioning, like blaming, like, oh my God, uh, all this, then I try to like see like in me, there would be something that I think is a limiting belief like uh, that I need to work on and I need to fix because it's actually like there's so much in the world like there's yeah. so many like things well, I, I love do. what you said about like you know we're not just in Egypt we're in the whole world and that's so true now because mm -hmm. the, like we're chatting like yeah see <laughs> it's yeah. it's what 5 30 where you are now and it's 11 30 yeah. where I am like what the yeah heck? see <laughs> yeah so if I, I actually um I can share like one last thing yeah, yeah. I went to um I went to uh, a place here in, in Cairo. They call Garbage City. <laughs> it is where they do. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like you're <laughs> Yes. They do all the recycling there. This is where like garbage collectors, they collect all the garbage of Cairo and they take it there and they recycle everything there. So, and it's like, uh, they made the, the city. They literally turned their homes into uh, a recycling plant. So I always wanted to go and check it. So I did go there and, um, and there, this, uh, this neighborhood, it's mostly uh, Coptic people. Um, so I, I'm telling you this because I would walk around and people would ask me, are you, are you a Muslim? And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, how, how did they know? Because I wear, I wear the veil. And usually the Coptics, they don't. But they would wear it like when they go to church or like uh, in some neighborhoods, they, they do wear it as well. But like, what is this question? So I asked one, like, I, I whenever I walk, they ask me, are you a Muslim? I'm like, we're in the same country. How did you know? <laughs> like, how are you asking me? So I, I asked one woman there, and she's and it's like, why are you asking me this? Like, you know that, like, Muslims in Cairo, they wear this, uh, the headscarf, like some of them, not all of us do, but some of them do. So you should uh. know, she's like, because I've never seen one wear it like you do because I, I tie it from the back. I'm like, how did you never see? Like, there are so many of us who wear it like this. And I asked her and she said that she actually never goes out of the neighborhood. And then she said she feels um, that she is like a fish. If she goes out of uh, water, she would die. And this is her water. Like the neighborhood is her water. Oh, wow. It's like the this, this saying, um, like a fish out of water. Yeah. Like, but, but in Egypt, we say it um, like, like in English, it's like to express someone who is uh, feeling uncomfortable or like out of place. In Egypt, we say, because it's more realistic in Egypt because a fish out of water is not just uncomfortable, it dies. <laughs> So we say, like, I would die, like, I'm a fish out of water, like, I'm, I'm dead if I go Oh, out. wow. So all these people that live in Garbage City never leave Garbage City. 
Not not all of them, but like the, it, I found yeah. out that a majority of them, like this is their where they, their comfort zone. So yeah. they don't feel the need to go out. They don't really and people uh, don't especially go there either, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, locals don't. So the a lot of foreigners go there to see because it's a huge place and there's actually a lot of very interesting things to see. Like they have um what is it called? Um not a church, but uh, I don't know the English. Uh, no, it's, I don't know the English word for it. Okay. Uh, but there's one because it's in a mountain. So they actually sculpted. Monastery? Yeah, monastery. Uh, uh, so they actually sculpted out the mountain and the monastery is inside the mountain. It's very, oh, wow. very beautiful to see. And then they have, <laughs> they have very, it's a very mix, interesting mix of stuff. There was a... Polish artists there who also wanted to make like the city more fun, the neighborhood more fun. So he did a zip line from uh, like one tip of the of the place to the, to uh, to inside the mountain. So you can zip line and you see like just like the statue of Jesus is there, and you're just like <laughs> sliding into the monastery. It's it's very it's a very interesting uh, neighborhood and. Uh, the garbage city in general is very interesting and the people inside and how people from outside perceive them and the whole story of how it started, it's very interesting. But what she told me, it's really stuck with me and it made me think if I was thinking like her as well, like to her, her uh, like fishbowl, like this is what I like to call it, was her neighborhood, this is her borders. It was just the neighborhood. And if I go outside this fishbowl, I would die. So I, I always ask myself, maybe I was thinking like that, if it was like, is my fishbowl Egypt? So like, yeah. oh my God, I can't go outside Egypt. I can't deal with people. I can't, uh, I'm too foreign. I'm too, all this. Or maybe it's um, it's a field, like uh, it's animation. It's like, oh, I'm not an animator, which is, this is what I used to do, like, I'm not an animator. I can't be like among animators. I don't know animation. I don't know how to talk to them. I don't have the skills. I don't have that. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever now I see that uh, I feel this way, I ask myself, uh, how big is my fishbowl? And then I remember that I don't live in like small, small fishbowls, but we're all living in one big fishbowl and I have access to everything. And it's only in my head that I have these boundaries that I, I put. I think that's a, a really cool illustration, especially with mm -hmm. the story of this, this woman mm -hmm. who lives in Garbage City and, and how it relates to your journey. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and mm -hmm. as you're saying fishbowl, I'm already thinking of my own fishbowls of like mm -hmm. what's limiting me, even all Yeah, I, we I, all I, have them. Oh yeah, 100%. And mm -hmm. it's so tough to, to um, like get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been an amazing chat. <laughs> my, my whole it, journey. <laughs> you need to come to Canada at some point and I need to come to Egypt and uh, oh. we'll expand our fishbowls. <laughs> yes. Yalla, it's easier for you, for you to come. I had a conference once in Canada, but they rejected my visa. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah. meet, we'll meet somewhere in between, I guess. <laughs>
Yeah, sure. I, I can't survive in Canada anyway. It's too cold. Yeah, well, that's a thing. I would really die. I like I like the heat, so I'll be fine in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> well, Duna, thank you so much for coming on the chat. Yeah, it's been thank incredible you for talking. Having me. And I, I feel yeah. like very emotional listening to your journey. It's been really like just very inspiring and I'm so happy we chatted this has been so great oh, thank you yeah. so much I I love being part because I told you like I listen to the podcast a lot and I learned from it a lot and it's like something that like as I told you like the Rick thing I learned it from the podcast and it really like opened up my career like something like just one sentence and one podcast, but it really wow. made a difference. Wow, I feel yeah. so happy. Oh my goodness, yeah. you just made my whole day, my whole week. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for making all these episodes. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. I made them for you. Just, well, I made, yeah. them, every, I made them for myself. For everybody listening. Yeah. It's like, I get, so, honestly, I get so much out of talking to every single person. Mm. Regardless of who it is, there's always something I take away. Um, unfortunately, I didn't take away that those two pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember who that was, but, but uh, from this one, I'm going to take away the fishbowl. I think that's, that's yeah. a really cool illustration. So thank you, thank you so much for coming on, and um, thank I you. can't wait to see what what you do next. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, I can say like one last thing. Yes, yes I have please. the Skillshare coming out, so you hey. can share that as well. Yeah, I'm releasing a Skillshare class soon. Uh, because I, I had a lot of people ask me, how do you uh, turn, like, how did you turn your animations from, like, doing, like, mobile, with your mobile phones, and now you're doing things that are so professional, so how did you learn? So I made a class that is specifically for this, ah. uh, like, because uh, there is a lot to learn in stop motion, and, like, uh, what should you learn first? What do you need to focus on? What do you invest your time and money in first um because i think like some things are not really that important and then Definitely. things like that you should really focus on so my my class teaches just that like all the things i learned in the last five years <laughs> and it can like mm. especially watching behind the scenes of professional stop motion it's mm. so overwhelming because the equipment mm. is so expensive mm. so your yeah. skillshare class is mm. for somebody who may be a beginner stop motion yeah it's animator, for beginners who, yeah, who were doing like uh, stop motion animations with their phone and they want to like take their level up. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, and but they still like never use the camera or they don't know stuff about lighting, how to set up lights or how to use Dragon Frame or how to compile their videos like with uh, Adobe software. So I go over all these things and what should you focus nice. on? What so like the basics to, to yeah. up your game a little bit more. Yes. Nice. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about that too. So if you're, mm, if you. you're listening and uh, mm. you know, that sounds interesting to you, definitely mm. give that a look. I'll include a link to that in the mm. description when it comes out. And if you're mm. wanting to follow or get in touch with Dina, there are many ways to do that. You can uh, follow her in, on Instagram at Dina A. Amin, Amin um, as well as her YouTube and website go by the same name. And you can email her from there and I'll include all those links in the description of this chat. Mm. And thank you so much for listening. And that's all for now. Mm. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.